and a thought struck me then. The jury room resembled a burial chamber of sorts. There were benches in rows that stretched the length of the room, arrayed in much the same way you would expect to find the sarcophagi of pharaohs. Straight lines, uniform rows. It was a large room, and yet it made you claustrophobic once you were inside. It also didn't help that once you were inside, they shut a hermetically sealed door and posted guards to keep you from leaving. Seriously, they'd have had a Hollywood horror flick if they added a spectral voice over the PA system saying, No escape. I eased into my seat and waited. Indeed, that was the highest and best use of my time, waiting. The jury room had several televisions hanging from the ceiling, but they may as well not have been there for all the good they did me. The screens on the left played a sappy chick flick, while the ones on the right showed an action film. Where I sat, the screens showing the action movie were too far away for me to really tell what was going on. Meanwhile, the audio track from the Teeny Bopper romance blared painfully loud in my ears. It was surreal. Watching a grizzled action hero shove a gun into the face of his nemesis, while all the while hearing some moody teen crying over a breakup is bizarre beyond human comprehension. My attention wandered. Settled upon some guy about my age, walking back to his seat with a bag of chips. He sat down and opened the bag, started eating. No sooner had he sat than his head jerked up, then over his shoulder and back the other way. He stood up, moved a few seats over to sit next to a girl who looked rather content with being left alone. I couldn't hear what they said, but their body language was more than clear. The moment he sat down, she slinked in her chair to put as much open space between them as she could without leaving her seat. Undaunted, he leaned close. She gave him her shoulder, but both her eyes were on him. Those eyes reflected surprise, embarrassment, and a fair amount of, what the hell? She shook her head hesitantly at first, and finishing with a full-on shoulder-to-shoulder no. Then she tucked her purse under her arm and stood seeking refuge in a seat in a far corner. Never one to quit when he was behind, the guy munched another chip and looked around, left his seat for a better vantage point. I learned something then. Jury duty, in theory, was a great place to meet women. One, they're all at least 18, two, they live in your county, and three, they're all stuck in there with you for hours. But note the caveat, in theory. Empirical research demonstrated that jury duty was a terrible place to meet women. Noontime rolled around, and I was hungry. Around a corner nestled in an alcove stood the Candimetro. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the term, it means candy machine, in much the same way that Parkimetro stands for parking meter. It's a Miami thing. The manner of operation for both machines is similar. You insert money and receive something in return. In the case of Candimetro, it's the salty or sugary foodstuffs you crave. In the case of Parkimetro, 
It's a few precious minutes of immunity from zealous ticketing agents. Beyond the plate glass was an array of foodstuffs that were about as tasty as they were unhealthy. I went short of breath when my eyes locked on one particular offering. A zero bar. I hadn't seen one of those in forever. A buck fifty netted me a zero and a coconut yuhu best meal ever, and a brief stint back in the 80s when you could actually buy these things. It wasn't until I had sat back down and almost finished my yuhu that it occurred to me the candy metro was in Braille. Better put, I had noticed this fact but thought nothing of it. I got up off my seat and paid it a return visit. Sure enough, the keypad was in Braille. Now figure this. What you...